What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the 25 Foot High Podcast. I believe this is about number 19, I think, if I'm... 19 uh, or 20, something 19 like. or 20, one of the two. Um, we got Zach right here with us, and we are very excited to actually finally have this after after weeks of telling y'all that we were going to have him on. We were finally able to get over COVID, all three of us. All three it was him, it, yeah. and then exactly. him, and then me, that all had it. Mr. Kurt Manning, the deer killingest SOB I've ever met in my life. <laughs> um, and we're going to talk a lot about public land hunting today. But first, we're just going to kind of go between all of us and uh, you know, kind of tell what's what's been going on here recently. Um, first off, I would like to um, thank uh, Threads Custom Bowstrings for producing the highest quality and best strings on the market today. There is no question about it. And they have the fastest delivery date to any string company I've ever seen. And then we'd like to move on to Native Sense. Um, that is nativesensellc.com. Um, best dang deer sense, the freshest deer sense that you will get. You order them online, they're at your house typically within three days or so and sent to you on ice packs. Yep. And then um, I would like to thank our own merch store. Um, check it out below. Uh, check it out. Link down below on most things. You you have Zach wearing the Hollywood Hunter, and I am wearing the Seven Pound Navigator. And he didn't have his on tonight, but we'll forgive him for that. Kurt, my front too. Yeah, <laughs> Kurt. Uh, we were like, he 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 walked in when we were about to record, and he's like, "Should I grab my twenty five hat?" And we we're like, "I mean, you can." And he's like, "Wait." I got them all stacked up in my house. I don't want to mess them up for deer season. <laughs> Sweat bad, and I got to throw them away. So. It's so hot right now. I've done went through three or four of our hats just I'll tell you, because this it's hat so right hot. Here, and that, it looks dark. Like, it, it's that is the best wearing hat. There is. I get like this. far as sweat. It doesn't show sweat. Right. The I, mine still looks good, but I can when I wear it, you can tell that it's you know it's it's getting towards the end of his life. But I oh, have, I wore it. What no? But I've wore it every single day all summer at work outside most of the time. You're sweating in it. Away till the white starts sweating coming through. Yeah. And, the, and, and it's still not it's still not showing white on That's the black. It's, I wear this one almost the, every day. The only thing that shows a little bit of age on it's the bib, uh, but it this, still looks good. I I have no problem wearing bit. it. But yeah, it, the seven panel tops end up caving in a little yeah. bit. But I have enough to wear. Good. It, I have enough to wear like all hunting season. It's exactly. the yeah. it's the most comfortable hat. I'm ready for the orange it. ones. Yeah, yeah. We, we are gonna we, get orange. Hats. Blaze orange hats are coming, but they are on back order. They're back ordered like until a few days. And from I, now. what what we decided, I think that we we're gonna call them safety hazard, something like that. Something yeah. like that. But they'll be on on the website eventually, and Hopefully you'll see us wearing one in a podcast when they become available. But also um, we have decals. Uh, yeah. They're, they, they, we they, have decals. They, I mean, if you, it never hurts to class up your truck a little bit. So, or your, or your, uh, I don't have one or your my truck yet. tumbler or your, um, your fake Yeti cup. Mm-hmm. But, um, Zach, so, um, other than flat tires, what's been going on? How are you getting ready for the hunting season? Well, yeah, I've, uh, what's going on? Y'all got issues? 
I just tell him he's got hey, secrets. Him, don't make he's, friends. He's got to be a little bit close to the mic. He's a rookie podcaster, so we'll give him credit. All right. So the other day, actually two days ago, I, I drove down to some public land. There's a spot that me and one of my buddies uh, went to last January. I want to say have to get there. We well, don't have to get there by boat, but it's a whole heck of a lot easier if you got a boat. And there's like a I don't really want to get into exactly what it is, but there's a a thing that like cuts through the woods, and right at the end of it, there's like there was like this really swampy like grown up slough almost like the mouth of a slough. We walked in there in January. There was like six beds in like a twenty yard circle, and every little tiny tree in like a forty yard circle was just shredded. But it wasn't fresh. It it was like a month or two old. So I was thinking that's like a bachelor group in their bedded like early season is what I was assuming. So we had a hurricane come through like a couple days ago, week ago. We did a long. podcast during it. Pretty what much it during it. Third? Yeah. 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 So we had a, a hurricane come through recently. River rose like 78 feet or something. That whole <laughs> swampy area. It's probably still rising. It, yeah, it is. it is. And that whole swampy area was full of water where the beds were. However, it created one heck of a funnel around, like, between the swamp and the bank of the river. There's, like, maybe a 15-yard wide flat spot on top of, like, the bank of the river, like a bluff thing. Just covered in tracks, dude. I'm talking doe tracks, big buck tracks, a couple pig tracks, everything. So I walked in the woods a little ways, tried to figure out, like, which way they're going. And it was a little opening on the side of the woods. And... I don't know. I hung a camera up in there, but I couldn't tell exactly where the tracks were coming from. So I'm hoping that I can at least like figure out what's coming through there, what time they're coming through, and figure out whether I need to stick pretty close to that area or backtrack on my ways or something. I don't know. But I kayaked in there, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, nothing beats time out there. Yeah, that's now, a fact. If if there was that much sign the previous year, there's going to be bucks there. They're going to be in it's there. It's just they're whether or not how big here. they are. That's the question. Yeah. The only, and whether or not that matters is up to the I mean, owner, I know? think <clears throat> I, I have to go back and check, but I'm 99% sure that the antler restrictions out there are three on one side. Yeah. So if I are. see three times on one side, out there is as rough of a season I had last Dead. year. <laughs> shoot, if I see a doe, like it, I think you can shoot does out there from the 15th through the 10th, except on some of the gun hunts. If I'm out there and it's legal, maybe throughout the year, and then I think on the some of the gun hunts it's buck only. It is, but then like it's WMA, so it's only like a couple weeks or a weekend here and there that's a gun hunt. If you're hunting with a bow and it's not a gun hunt, I think you can kill a doe from October fifteenth through the tenth. Yeah, January, right? February, February, yeah, February. Yeah, so doe comes out there opening day. Because that first afternoon, I'm probably going to be out there. Maybe not right there, but I'll be... You mean you're going to wait the first two weeks? No, out the, up there, it's different rules than it is here. Is it? Yeah, it's 10 days anyway. So. Right. It's uh up there, like down Ten here... Days, two weeks. Yeah. Down For here, me. if you guys Weekends. don't know... Yeah. <laughs> if you guys don't know, down here in South Alabama, in this zone, which this is a reason why you always check your regs and everything... We have the first 10 days is buck only of, of bow season. And as a, somebody that really wants to kill does, that is terrible. But for the conservationist side of me, yeah. 
actually likes it. Yeah, because be- like, because our does our does will still be toting at that point or Some of about them, yeah. to drop. Like I yeah. had those last year, fifteen or twenty days in that still hadn't dropped yet. Now that's crazy. It, in a sense, that's the does you want to take out because they'll never breed in our normal rut sequence ever yeah. again. But you don't want to kill but a pregnant But I don't want to kill a pregnant duck. <laughs> you know? I have yeah. those on camera already out feeding fawns. And I yeah. pulled cameras. Today's the third, uh, last weekend. Yeah, so I've got, I haven't seen, I, it's been two, three weeks since I pulled cameras. I, I haven't seen any spotted fawns yet down here, but... Like, normally, this is about when I start seeing them. Yeah. And I'll have pregnant does up until usually, like, the week before season starts. And that's about when the last one's dropped. I would say for I me, pulled usually. my cameras August 24th or so yeah. during the week. I only pulled one. And uh, I had a doe with two fawns, and they were already feeding by ourselves. Is that where you normally hunt? You don't have to say where. But no. is that. No. No, okay. So I have to. I'm still learning the uh, Alabama stuff. I'm a Florida hunter. We'll get into that later. Yeah. Because Florida used to have some crazy rules, and Kurt used to take advantage of those crazy <laughs> rules for sure. Yep. Yeah. But uh, no, I I've done a little bit of scouting, and one other thing I'm super excited about, which I I never I never want to be the guy, like whether I'm sponsored or not, I never want to be the guy who's like, oh my god, this is the greatest thing ever. Saddle hunting in general is the greatest thing ever. No, it's I, not. I, I live by that. But, like, it's I got it. It's an outdated form that's been modernized. But Oh, continue. dude, they've made a heck of a comeback. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. But uh, I got a new saddle the other there day. There was saddles before climbers. Yeah, I should tell you that it's that great. <laughs> or that old. Uh, either way. I like my climber. <laughs> Either way, I got a new saddle that I'm super excited about. I got a video coming out, like, my first impressions if, about if it. You, if, if you're a saddle company and you're watching this, change my mind. Send me a saddle. Please. I'll, I'll try it out, and I will give it every benefit of the doubt there is possible. Send Kurt one, too. And we will test it out, and then we'll come on here. And we'll admit that we're wrong if we're wrong. I've sat in one at an archer range hanging on the platform. And it was it was nice, but I haven't took it to the woods and with you my sat sticks. In mine, yeah, which, I've and, sat in two then, yeah. yeah but I, I haven't like, mine, went like, hunting with yeah. it. If, if I was walking two miles every time I went into the woods, it'd be different as far as weight. That's the greatest thing ever is but, walking in carrying like 12, 15 My pounds. thing is for this area... It's nothing but ponds, and there's not a lot of places that I want to set up where there's, like, oaks, so I want my climber so I can climb way up a pond. You can climb way up. But I don't, I feel like. I but then you add weight by yeah, carrying more sticks. I don't want to be in a, in a so. pond and a, yeah. There's ways you can do it. Now, if there was just oaks and stuff, I would I would choose See, that. Saddle companies, prove me and Kurt wrong. That's here's all I'm saying. Thing, here's one thing that I would suggest for you if you wanted to get into saddles one day, or if a saddle company does send us some saddles. You can either take like a climber bottom, or like cut off the end of it, or just take a full climber bottom, or take the uh, lone wolf hand climber tops. It's a platform. I have a climber top, open face. That would be that would probably work pretty good. You take just the top end, and it's literally you cut three quarters of the weight off of your climber, 
and you can just climb as far as up as you want. I don't think that's the problem. Also, if you work at Summit and you want to do a deal with me and Kurt, we absolutely love your product. Summit, I'll, I'll, summit use the rut. I'll use uh, it during the uh, rut. I'll use it during the rut. You know, there's other good climbers out there, but you cannot beat a summit. Quick, quiet. In, in my current opinion, I'm not saying my opinion can't be changed. I just love a summit. And they're made in Alabama, the greatest yeah. state. They Dude, are. I, I'm pretty interested. Like, they may not be as comfortable as a summit, but if I was going to go buy a climber right now, I might buy a lone wolf just because they pack up to, like, that. Yeah, thick. if you want to spend $800. No, they're, like, 400 350 they're not much different than your climber You're, you use a freaking titan or goliath or a goliath and then summit's and so good i, I don't even and, look at other climbers and i haven't ever um i hadn't i haven't priced my climber in five years they're like 350 or 400 seven years i've used the same climber for seven years doing normal maintenance i changed the cables out once on it and i, I every now and then i wrap the yeah, I don't even have the heat shrink on my cables anymore. They, ain't, I mean, the heat shrinks are more of a convenience, right? And like a damn, they're not necessary. Noise. They're not completely necessary, right? Um, my my cloth is turning white. I need to either way, that. but if you, if you did what I did, um, not, you wouldn't have to worry about. I'm it. not that patient. But that I've got, I've I have right at 16 hours and working on my climber this year, rewrapping it. That's crazy. And the, there'll be a video posted relatively soon i'm um, talking about my climber on our channel so anyway just so you guys know uh i i bought i've been looking at two panel saddles for a long time and i i've always or the, as soon as i learned about them and saw like legit ones that weren't just like webbing i've like I'm, i've been like man that's that looks like what i want so i went ahead and bought when i bought the cruiser archon i think is what it's called who makes that cruiser cruiser yeah that's the name c-r-u uh, I Z R. No, it's just C R U Z R. I think C R U Z R. They new to. They're fairly new. This is like their third year being like mainstream. Second or third year being like kind of mainstream. I, I have them. no idea how long they've been in business. I don't know how long they've been in business. It looks like a quality product. It looks really good. It's made very well, and like sitting in it, I I've only sat in it for probably a total of fifteen minutes, so I don't have a very honest like. Opinion. full review or opinion of it but in just the 15 minutes i can tell you it's a, a heck of a lot more comfortable than a tethered mantis he's getting those dirty dangles in oh yeah and i don't have anything <laughs> against tethered really it's just the mantis is a budget saddle and it's a beginner saddle for a reason it's not like a quality saddle and if you guys are wanting to get a saddle I personally would not recommend going the cheap route. Not even necessarily cheap. I just would get a quality built saddle, and not Go ahead something. And spend the money. Yeah, because I mean, it's only the one I got. It's only like fifty dollars more than a Mantis, but it feels in just the fifteen minutes I've sat in it, it feels way more comfortable. And like, I mean, none of none of us sit here makes a lot of money. No, like that's so, a, it's but, a big investment for when me I, to spend two hundred fifty bucks. I. I spend. It's a it's a big investment for you to spend two hundred fifty bucks on it's a saddle. It's yeah. a I mean that's a big investment. Even if it's not a big investment, I'm not the type of person 
that I want to spend two hundred fifty dollars when you have a tree stand that works. Yeah. So, but the thing is, when you look at one product compared to another, and there's something that you're going to use every yeah. single time you go into the woods. Really, if it, if fifty dollars makes it more comfortable i don't know about you but i'm budgeting to spend that extra 50 dollars. that's the thing like yeah, how i think a regular if taking it back to like what y'all know a i'll regular, spend an extra hundred dollars if it I makes was about my to life say, when easier it comes to hunting yeah. And, yeah. I, and i i'm like i like that i want it i don't really look at the dollar value i'm like i'm getting it it's yeah like that's that. the thing it's well it's like for you you're a bigger guy no yeah. no offense it's just true i'm you're just a, a big both guy both of y'all are bigger guys and i'm tall you're tall yeah but I'm I'm a smaller guy, so y'all are both bigger guys to me. So, like for me, a Summit Viper or an open shot, it's all I need. If I was going to use a climber, I got a Viper. I know, but like Cade, I, I need that Goliath. I need a Goliath. You have to have the footrest. That's an extra cost or whatever mm-hmm. because you got long legs. But like Cade, you have to. You, you I don't got, have I, to. I, I can't. I can. I can hunt out smaller ones. But I have I have to have I'd like for comfortability. Not a lot of wriggle points, room. Like I need I need a Goliath or a Titan. Exactly. So That's, and you're not what's up? the 180 is big too. The yeah. one the 180 is big, but it's it, like you're not gonna. I don't know if it's big enough to benefit me because it does add a substantial. And I don't know the exact. It adds dimensions. like five or six pounds of weight, and yeah. I just I, it's not well, big. You're enough already to carrying justify. in like eighty pounds. So. I'm. I mean, if you count my bow, like. 45 that's a 50. lot of weight dude uh, if you're man enough it ain't a big deal I, I i'm fine with packing out 50 pounds i'm not okay with packing in 50 pounds yeah this just is what it is you Dang. do it you do it and you don't think about it and you just yeah i mean you're just trying do to it. get a tree yeah you get in a tree <laughs> you get in a tree you shoot deer and you make a couple trips in and out if you shoot the deer so. yeah I mean, it, it's whatever you want is what it if really is. If I shoot a deer, I take to, everything yeah. to the truck, and yeah. then, then I'll go back. You could be like a guy in our hunt, our hunting club one year. He um he, he killed a really good, like it was a, I think it was like a 19-inch wide six-point. Um, I mean, that, that six-point probably scored borderline 120, right? So a substantial six point right how recent was this this is uh, probably four or five years ago i feel like i saw uh, a picture of it while i was it, asking oh yeah i got i, I, I guarantee you've seen a picture of I've it. probably at least seen and and um he he um he shot the deer and he uh walked out he walked out um Put his climber and stuff back in his truck. Drove his truck down to where he walked in at, and then he uh, went back in, found the deer, and then dragged it all the way. Just dragged it to straight line quarter uh, toward the road. Yeah. Um, looking at maps, just the cro- closest trip to drag deer, and then he walked out to the road and then walked like um, probably a hundred and fifty yards to his truck to drive his deer down or drive to his deer to load it up but he didn't drag the deer all the way to the road like like it it was 10 yards and dude every member in our club came down to help him find 
and we spent three hours looking for a deer that was 10 yards off the road. Mm. Yeah, I always, <laughs> I always make sure to have mine hanging in the road. I do that. I, if I pull one to the road like that, I pull it to the road. I'll pull right. it in the middle of the road. <laughs> well, that, that Ever doe, since then, I was like, I'm not going to be that guy. That doe that, uh, it's not near as extreme of a story as that, but that doe I shot on public, I made a, a not great shot. I made a bad choice making that shot. Are you talking about the one we look for? Well, no, it only ran like a hundred yards. We we talked about it last podcast. Yeah, it's but we bad. but we had to walk on hands and knees for about forty for, yards, for about yards. forty yards where you couldn't even see a flashlight ten yards in front of you. I literally lost. It was terrible. It was terrible. Right? It, 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 it was it, Yeah, he hit the deer eye, but it was terrible. It it was quartering a lot more than I thought. So I got one long, and maybe. I and I aimed a lower. I thought it was I thought it was like right at thirty, and it ended up being like thirty two and a half, something like that. So it went in like the last couple of ribs and came out like its stomach basically and then broke the back leg. So I probably at least nicked that femoral artery the way the arrow came out and broke the leg. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I don't the, know. Either way, the blood trail was very iffy. You'd have like a big patch of blood, then nothing for yeah, 10 you yards. You probably hit the femoral. Either way, it, it was a lethal shot on a little deer, which is. You what broadheads are you using there? Swackers. No, I think that was. I was two, are you sure that wasn't tooth of the arrow? Hundred percent. I mean, I'm not talking about broadheads. I'm just. I've only I shot one remember. deer with those broadheads, but that was a swacker because I remember you taking a Snapchat video of the deer with like its leg hanging on by just the skin, and you saying if oh, you yeah. don't shoot swackers, you I can tell you what, <laughs> you shouldn't shoot the back leg awesome. of deer off either. Though. That's uh, true. <laughs> you probably shouldn't. But if you break a back leg off. And the, the, the broadhead looked fine. If like, you break a leg off, any you'd leg. rather it be the front right. if you were going to do that. But even a front leg would be Either way, be the, whole, the whole point of the story is I drug it up to like right next to the edge of the road, and it was like off the road like a foot. We had to walk back and forth quite a bit to find it. Yeah, yeah. like it was a, literally a foot off the road, and for 10 yards off the road for like a 30-yard stretch – it was ankle high like brush. That's how it is. And we I always I backed drag up. mine in the road. Like I put half the deer in the road and I get yeah. my truck. But I do the same thing. I pull the maps and then I'm like, all right, where's the closest road at? Yeah. So you don't know either where way, you're gonna end up when you exactly. start trailing them. Either way, like we it was ankle deep brush. It was a foot or two off the road. And we couldn't find her for about five, ten minutes. I think one deer that you killed within our five, six years hunting together, I think one deer you killed or you shot, uh, I think you killed it. We had to, we walked, like, we trailed it for probably only, I think it was like two or three hundred yards. Um, and I don't, I, it was at your club and, um, we ended up having to walk out and then have we we found the closest road that was only like 80 yards away but then we had to walk like 500 yards to the <laughs> yep. uh, to your truck or something like that yeah we i, I remember that yeah. deer with zach man no you don't want to no nah. it's terrible experience i'm, just gonna say I'm gonna be good i'm gonna be better i'm gonna be Send better me a this picture. year i'm gonna be better this it's year it's a terrible sure. experience he owes me a lot more than i owe him when it comes to tracking deer i like going to sleep early <laughs> i ought to be able to shoot one and it fall uh, fall out 40 yards away and then call him and say hey you come take care of this for me <laughs> hey you kill it you drag it 
That ain't how that works. Yeah. You know what I mean, dear? I have helped you drag. Helped. I still dragged it. Well, sometimes I did it by myself. I don't ever remember that. I mean, I, for parts of it. Uh, when when you're 10, dragging 10, a deer 700 yards, I've ne- we've never typically. Drug a de- I've never <laughs> drug a deer farther than like 250. I don't know. I that, mean, that, 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 that buck sitting right there, we had to drag 300 a max. long way. That was and a- it was at one o'clock in the morning, <laughs> or something like that. But that was a wild story. But we anyway, we've already told that song for another couple time. times, I believe. Probably. But so, Kurt, real quick, let's get into the meat of this. Let's get meat and tigers. Yeah, meat and tigers. What are we gonna talk about, Kurt? I want to know. What? But we're gonna get into the modern day questions in just yeah, a second. I'm but I want, I want to, I want to cut you off. No, I, I want to know what makes you love hunting the way you do. What got you going there? What What started you, and what brought you to the point you are today in your hunt career? What What makes Kurt tick with hunting, and where did he come from? Well, just. I don't know, hunting in a hunt club till I was 16, and then when I got my first vehicle, I just broke away to the public land, and um, my first year, I started, like, December, and by February, I think I already killed six, like Zach was staying, Florida rules. I think the Florida rule used to be... A deer a day, a a buck a day after bow season. Yeah, it was like literally... There was no limit. Literally, you could kill a deer a day. Yeah, so I started around Christmas time, and... From like December twenty fifth to February what fourteenth or something, I done killed like six bucks, and I realized I was killing them all. When I when I went up there, I targeted the biggest branches, and that had fingers that made nineties coming off of them by private property fields or you know transitions, and um didn't know what I was doing, and uh, and burnt sections where they burned it, you can go in and find the sign like you know there's Easy, white yeah. trails. And uh, the second year, I did the same thing. I I don't know how many I killed, but I just kept going with it, and they just they just kept coming. And then after that, I'm like, all right, I'm good at this, and I've just wanted to kill more ever since. Yeah. So like, I would get mad if I went two weeks without shooting one. <laughs> like crazy. when I was younger. If I go two months without shooting right. one i i understand i, I would get I, I would really get aggravated like pitch fit i'm like what's going on like that's crazy and you know back then it was it was also five inches or bigger like when i started now it's 10 inch main beam three on one side this is florida too and you're only allowed five deer two can be does and you can't you have to kill those does during both season too yes and yeah. if you don't shoot your does you can kill five bucks yeah but um so now, now I'm limited. Now, so now then. I'm limited, and I want to shoot better deer. Back then, I just wanted to shoot deer, like everything that's legal. And I shot. Honestly, I feel like so two points I want to point out real quick, and the first one's pretty simple. I feel like if you go into your first few years of like actually trying to hunt, like I'm not talking about going, which we've said it many times on the podcast. There's nothing wrong with sitting in a shooting house and waiting on a deer to come no. out. There's nothing wrong with no. sitting in a ladder stand, nothing like well, that. When you're out there hunting, you're, exactly, you're, you're enjoying the outdoors. Right. But if you're like actually going into the woods and like trying to find the bigger deer, or just trying to find more deer, or just trying to see more deer consistently, whatever it is, I feel like 
the more deer you can kill and more deer you can see and get on, the more comfortable you feel with it and the more you learn so from a, those deer. And another thing that made me so consistent is when I first started, I was impatient. Like seven, yeah. once it gets daylight, both or early season, what? Six, six thirty. So sometimes I'd be down out of my tree saying seven thirty. I hadn't seen a deer, but I would scout. I would literally walk and scout until two o'clock. Like I was running out of time. I'd go get in a tree. I'd sweaty, nasty, you know. But I was always on the freshest sign. Yeah, and and that's why I killed deer every single time. Like I'd go walk a section. I wouldn't go walk down in the thick parts in the branch, but I'd walk the hills, you know, hundred yards off the roads, and I'd find all these tracks, rubs, and scrapes, and I'm like, all right, they're here. And then I would go in there if the wind was right. And I could text my buddies and be like, I'm going to get in this afternoon. You know, where it'd be a cow horn, a four point, an yeah. eight point. But, and that's but, a, another another point to like what I was getting into before we like really dive into some of this stuff. <laughs> but I feel like as a young person, like before you start really branching off on so your you're going to learn it. With that, but like hunting on a, a hunting club or starting off on a place that has less pressure than most of the public land it's a big, lot of times that can really help you simply because like if you actually learn from the deer because if you're watching deer no matter if it's high pressure or not if you the more deer you see and the more deer you watch from a tree or the more sign you see in the woods the more you learn about how those deer are actually going to use the land and how deer act Period. Just in general. You are if you're in, in a club and you're sitting over a feeder, you're like, all right, the deer come from the branch. You know, that's a big branch. Or exactly. there's a private property and you know the road, all right, the deer come off that private property. You know, it might not be hunting. So you kind of understand that stuff. So when you go to public land, you're like, all right, there's there's private property. Yeah. Somebody might own it. It might not be hunted. So you might find a trail and you set up on it or a big creek. And, you know, it may not translate 100% just because of the pressure, but deer are deer stuff translates like everything like you found it out of state a bit a good bit now yeah i just and, started yep and like going to I'm, missouri in two months yeah november yeah. november and october yeah. uh yeah and october yeah. first two weeks of november yeah but like a lot of people in the south say stuff like you know if you can consistently kill deer or good deer in the south you can go out of state and it's easier but also if you well, that's what just what some people say. Yeah, but I mean, also, I've heard, I've legit, it's, it's, I've legit heard that from every it's way, southern hunter. It's yeah, way harder to hunt here because it's thick. When you get up that way, you know, Midwest or when you leave here, it's more open. So yeah. you you see more deer, I guess. Maybe not necessarily easier to kill because you got to close that distance. Yeah, but also like you, a lot of people. Per- like convey the thought that hunting in the south if you can get good at it makes you a better hunter in other places but also if you go up there and you can see more deer you know what they're doing like just i guess my whole point is the more deer you see the more you learn about deer and even if you're like you're in the midwest like it's still some of that can translate down here yeah i mean deer act like deer yeah. It's just whether or not how much they're used to something and than they are other And things. it's according to what county you go to or, you know, what state. You know, you might go to a county that doesn't have the huge population and, you know, hunting's hard. Like, you might not kill anything where, you know, you felt your whole life, all right, I'm going out of town, it's going to be easy. Yeah, that too. Like, yeah, I mean, there's bad situations no matter where you right. go. So where I went last year, my first time, I was like, all right, I'm going out of town. It's going to be easy. Well, I got up there, and it was like hill country, black swell, no pH, 
you there was no trails or you know you think you go out of town cattle trails but it was no ph black soil rocks hills it was it was just dirt hard stuff so i mean you had a, you had a hunt yeah and there Weren't was no on? undergrowth it was wide open so you know wide open you're like where are the deer gonna bed so now, we, what are these deer gonna eat right yeah so, that too it, it took far, a couple of days to adjust. How far are you all walking in by the end of that? I had to walk five miles in every day and five miles out. That That's was crazy. just to get to the back, and then I stopped looking at it once we branched off and actually started hunting. Yeah, that sounds terrible. That's crazy. Yeah, it was it was rough. You <laughs> know, be a whole Florida lot easier with a saddle, but whatever. Florida boys. <laughs> oh, so I left everything back there. I yeah. left my tree stand every day. I, I took my tree stand out of my tree every day in case I wanted to move. You know, the wind. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't know what that stuff was going to do um i left my tree stand on the ground in the road my bow on the road and i bought my backpack out every day and i put sandwiches and water in it and i left it back there i did that all week until it's time to go home this is a quick side and, note but and you and and you almost like you you almost killed a good buck yes i had a you, giant come in three days in a row in range and my range finder stopped working mm, yeah i would have flung one <laughs> i would have at least well, tried so the only reason i didn't shoot is he was big bigger than anything i've ever seen and I still had three days to hunt. And I had him at 50 yards broadside, no. I think. But no. I'm not – I can't judge at all, like, out past about 30. Um, yeah. I can judge about 10 to 20. And then after that, like, I right. may as well be shooting. And I was so yards. shook up. I was so <laughs> shook up that there was no point in me in trying. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean it, it is good, though, that you were able to translate that to seeing success shooting seeing success is more important than shooting success it's just nice to be able to shoot them i had because i mean seeing it's more important right i mean we went i don't know six days first time ever going public land you know never been to this management i think five of us went we all shot deer brought home like three bucks and i had an encounter to shoot two big bucks and i just didn't do it yeah so getting kind of back to the the southern deal and like what you're more comfortable with familiar with yeah um real quick what there was one year that you've told us about a few times and i know you already know what i'm gonna ask 19 yep i the question was how many is the most deer you've ever killed in one year and that's 19 i've killed 19 and i had i had one get away that year with a muzzleloader in the rain and it might have been the only one. That's crazy. And that that granted, guys, this was just so nobody gets their yeah. This is back. This was it's all legal. So I'm I'm 30. Yeah. When I started hunting public land, I was 16. So you're talking about you know 10 years of five inch or bigger a buck a day. And a I didn't shoot the spikes and cow horns. I shot and four points, shoot. six points, eight points, nine points. Back then, what was the doe limit? Was it just so doe you a could day? only shoot a doe? You could shoot a doe a day, um, just bow season. So was it? Okay. October twentieth, whatever, to Thanksgiving. Yeah, you were allowed your does, and so that year I ended up, I shot like I don't know, I think it was like fourteen bucks. Well, That's what, crazy. What is a Florida public? A Florida hunting that what is it? Uh, roughly one hundred and forty forty ish days, one hundred and thirty, one hundred and forty ish days. It goes from October twentieth to like February. If you hunt the late, something. if you hunt the late muzzleloader season, you can hunt some years to March first. So yeah. well, that's I, that's, like that's kind of new. Yeah, yeah, it is because yeah. I remember even when I was a kid, like hunting. The only Florida experience I have, other than a couple of hunts in, in the late muzzleloader season, 
the only real experience I have is literally hunting my backyard. Right. And as a kid, like, uh, I I believe it was like February twentieth, maybe was when the muzzleloader season ended, somewhere around in there. Right. And there and there's no shortage of deer. I mean, you've got dog hunting pressure, you've got stalk hunting pressure, you got man driving pressure. You got forestry; they're always burning. Like, there's no shortage well, of deer in this area. There's no, there's zero shortage because right. we're not going to say, even though everybody at this table knows who I'm talking about, we're not going to say his name. And also, every but out of respect, a lot of people who are listening probably know what we're talking about, but we're just not going to say that. But <laughs> I know a man that shoots deprivation. Yeah, that shoots five hundred ish deer a year off the same properties every single year yep and, they, and so they and do they that they do that and, where we hunt and they the still plane. have deer pop deer problems yep. and a lot of that land borders so i can guarantee you one thing florida and south alabama pan at least the panhandle i don't know right. about south florida we can just talk but about le- we're talking about the panhandle in south alabama you're not going to knock out their population by shooting no yeah the the thing is you're like, not you're just uh, you one of the biggest issues it though, would take an external disease to yeah. come in so to, but to, it, but when hunting season starts about thanksgiving you're you're gonna be like you'll go into the woods and you're just like man there's no deer here this place sucks you know yeah. but turkey season comes around and you go back up there and you're like it's a zoo that's and like, it happens every year one of the yeah. biggest issues with florida's management thing is that they don't let you shoot does because like on one that like that is a very honestly that's like a 1960s thing i don't think it's a bad thing well, though. i like going and sitting and seeing deer well you think about it though yeah you think about it though Ever since I so Alabama has done a lot of changing in the rules, especially in the last seven Florida years. Florida too. But let's I want you to think about this. Alabama is three bucks a year, right? But it's always been, at least in my lifetime and and it's always been a doe a day. You can kill a doe a day, mm-hmm. and there is still on there private. even on, 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 on private, but on public land you can still kill multiple. Yeah, I think that I think there's some they ask you have like a, a five limit or I something. I don't. I don't, I don't some some WMAs don't know. have a five limit, and national forests ended what January the first. Yeah, it, it's a but doe a day it's, it's January it's 1st. a doe or a no, day. No, they have. It's the first couple weeks of rifle season, isn't it? Buck only. I have to look at the rules. Yeah, but just like I gotta look at the rules every time I go to Alabama. But but (laughs) when I'm Alabama all my life, I still have to look at the rules before I go there. But but see the like I would roughly. You can kill more does in Alabama than you can most places. Then you can any other state that I'm aware of. Pretty much. But I mean, you gotta think in the state of Alabama, at least sixty percent of your hunters hunt private land and bucks only and bucks only you but our and you can legally kill a doe a day and we still have a five to one ratio on does to bucks at least yeah that's in managed where that's in managed areas oh yeah some maybe not all there's some places that i feel like it's got more bucks than those yeah well that's i mean you're talking about 
strategic geographical areas. Right, that's managed. I'm, but so I'm talking WMAs, about I'm talking about on like private property. I'm, maybe I'm talking about like on like thousand acres, fit uh, thousand fifteen hundred acre just, sections. I feel like that just depends. Like yeah, for the what kind vast of majority of what the vast majority point, of the what's state. your point of the what's your point of you getting at? What what is the point that you are getting at? I'm saying that you can you, you can kill a lot more deer and it not hurt the overall the thing is population, population or qdma posted something recently earlier i think it's the national deer association now but either way same organization uh they posted something recently and it's <clears throat> it was showing how it's like in a population that has one buck and 40 does you're gonna you're not gonna have near as much uh farm Rut. recruitment uh, road activity well that well, too but that they, they were talking just about farm recruitment because if there's already just one buck to every like however many does a bunch of does then they're the deer that are already there are out competing the fawns before they even have a chance to make their claim state their claim and actually grow into an animal and then the areas that have like closer to 50 50 bucks and does which it's almost impossible to get even close to that. But the areas that have closer to that, like two bucks for every five does, one buck for every six does. You know, you, your fawns have a much, your your does are going to have more fawns and they have a much better chance of making it to maturity. So, you know, one thing I, I would like to know the statistics. I don't know this. I, I know that, like, turkeys, there's like one out of a hundred eggs make it to two years old yeah roughly that might be a highest that's yeah. like one out of 500 or something. yeah but so by base by basic estimates that's roughly correct well, one so, out of every hundred eggs makes it to two years old yeah one out of, one every, out of every it's for a jake making it to a long beard or a male egg making it to a long beard it's a lot lower yeah so but either way i would like i would like to know what the percentage of fawns, fawns make it to f- four or five years Whether old. it's buck or doe. Whether it's a buck or doe. I, I, yeah. Be, mainly bucks because, like, I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know the whole history behind this, but, like, there was a doe killed last year, year before, in Monroe County, Alabama, that they said was 20 years old like i i want to leave that craziness out because 20 yeah. years old that that but on, on another i hand, don't know about that but yeah, anyway that's hard to... I, I they they said that that doe was 20 years old and that was off some type of evidence i'm not sure i'd have to look it up to tell you yeah. story but I would like to know what the percentage is of fawns that make it to five. Yeah, just maturity. Just so, maturity. Yeah. I would say so, I would think most does. Here's a here's an interesting thing. Most cervids like elk, carrot. I don't know about caribou, but like in this in the lower forty eight, like elk, whitetail, mule deer, no matter like most of them, your uh, your does have a much higher uh, average age. Oh, yeah. than bucks and it, it may just be because like more people are killing bucks or it may be because more younger bucks get killed and there's just a skewed thing and it's like the outliers or whatever but 
in general, does can live longer in the wild. It's like I can like the thing is I can look at a doe. I mean, I can look at a buck and tell you plus or minus one year of how old it is. Yeah, you look but, at a doe and it's But I it's look either, at a doe and then I look at like okay, that's either than, a fawn maiden or old doe. <laughs> yeah. You know. If it's not if it's not a two or younger, then it may as well be fifty years old. Like, right. Yeah. And I mean definitely in Florida, I mean, you can only shoot them them four or five weeks of both season. So Yeah. And then I think I on, mean they do give doe permits on public land where you can go shoot yeah. your one doe, but who on shoots private, one, you know? Yeah. On private land you got two weekends other than the bow season. Right. And that's it. But so, uh, I mean they have a a good chance. Yeah. Where your bucks are that's being probably. hunted by everybody. Yeah. You know, October to February. Yeah. I so, imagine that kills a rut too. Yeah, what? for sure. Having that many does. It can, yeah. Cuz I mean, it, yeah. It messes I mean, it up it, for get, sure. it might get locked down faster and you know, mm-hmm. there's less chasing or less roaming. And a buck doesn't have to go as far to find it. Right. 100%. So, uh one thing you mentioned like you were talking about, like the stuff that you look for. Could you just elaborate a little bit? Like, let's say. I mean, if I early season, like. Well, let's just say, let's just say it's like two weeks before season, and you have not found a buck yet. You haven't found anything worth going after. So and it's getting down to the wire, and I tell you, like, here is a one square mile thing, and I'm gonna go find the oaks, and the then oaks. I'm gonna. So early season, all the time, you go in there and find the oaks, and if there's a bachelor group of bucks, you're going to find ropes and scrapes. Yeah. Before bow season. Like, I can probably. As soon as they shed velvet, you Yeah, you're going to So like if that. you find that, the scrapes and the, the little rubs and the little broken limbs and stuff, you know there's bucks there. So, so before you go on, what type of areas are you seeing that stuff in? Is it in the oaks usually? Yeah, it's always around a food source. Okay. So when you go into that food source and there's food. You're gonna find rubs and scrapes, and you're gonna find them everywhere. If there's a bachelor group, yeah. It, every time you go into a food source early season, you find rubs and scrapes everywhere. It's a bachelor group almost yeah. every time. I've seen it happen. I don't know how many bucks I've shot early season in bachelor. Okay, group. so you go in. There's one really nice. There's let's say there's six oak patches. You go look at every one of them, and the last one you go to is is just covered up in like little trees broken off, and like some smaller rubs, some decent rubs. You know they're there. There's a scrape or two. What's your next step? You kind of want to figure out, all right, here's your oaks, and you know, you want to, you got to look at the layout. You know, the creek's over here, you know, they're going to come out the creek. You, you know, you got to figure out the wind, or if they're private property, could they be coming from the private property and going into the creek? You just got to, got to play all that out. Yeah. And, um, you just, you know, early season, do your scouting, you know, find your trails, your bed, deer poop, you know, just all that. And then it, early season, it's going to come together. If, I mean, if you get in there and another, a bunch of people haven't been in there messing it up, like you're going to get in there on the oaks and you're going to kill one. Yeah. So would you hunt right on the oaks or would you get like... I'd hunt right on them. Shoot, where I could shoot them. Yeah. But now, say if it's open behind me and there's a creek, I want to be able to shoot that creek yeah. every time. So I'll never go hunting and climb up and not be able to shoot the creek because a lot of times the deer right here, they'll just parallel that creek. And then like right at dark, they pop out of the they'll, creek or they'll, something. They'll pop out. Yeah. So I always... So, say, I mean, you got the oaks right here, and there's a creek. I'm going to get, you know, one side or the other where I can shoot the creek and the oaks, whatever the wind allows. And one thing, real quick, uh, just for the listeners, I know I've said this a million times on the, on here, but our creeks are not like creeks in other areas. No, our creeks are like when you walk up to it, you can't go no farther. Yeah. 
and like if that's you try, where they, that's where they bed. It's yeah, gallberries, it, like it's it's like that. Yeah, and it, it's there's vines, there's briars. Yeah. It's you walk up to the edge of it, and if you can go farther into it, let's say you try like to. Like we were cross talking about earlier, when you shot your deer, you're on your hands and knees. If you're yeah. and and also what we call creek, um, if you're up north, would more than likely be called a branch. They're, I call them branches here. Like uh, I'm gonna go hunt on the branch. Yeah, but yeah. like. Um, the vast majority of them are only like what forty yards wide. Well, there's some. There, big, I mean, there's some so. bigger. I mean, it like, can be, a lot of, it can be little. The, like there the, could the, be a creek around here that you just can step across. But yeah, it's just I don't know. Super around big. here, it's just everything builds up around them, and it just yeah. Oh yeah, those, those I mean, that's what I target. Those creek on Google, bottoms. What are, you're talking about earlier, what I look for, I target the biggest creeks because. I hate climbing in my tree stand and being a, being able to see the hillside on the other side of the creek. I want the, the biggest, nastiest creek because yeah. people aren't going into that and you know pushing them deer. Where where you get on little creeks, people can man drive them and you know all that. You got all that stuff against you. Yeah. So you kind of just answered my net, next question a little bit, but so I'm I'm gonna throw this at you. I want I want to hear what you what your response is. And I kind of did this personally the other night when I was talking about targeting a buck. Um, if I was to throw you a, no matter how big the section is, of a piece of land, and and tell you you got to go in there and you got to kill a deer, preferably a buck. Right. What or just looking at a GPS map? What are some features that you look at other than, you know, like with creeks and count uh, included, what are some features that you look at is like, I'm going to go here. I don't know if I'll kill one, but I'll see deer. So here. I'll see like what, kind, a, what time of the season are we talking? Uh, well, right now we're mainly, I, w- early I, season? I want, I want to hear, I want to hear, I want to hear your answer for early season. I want to hear your answer for rut. All right. So, so before just so you know, or just to elaborate, um, for my own thing, let's say you cannot walk in there. You can't do any no no pre scout walking in with trees on my back going you're, to hunt. You're yeah, walking in, walking and you in. Cannot, so I do that all the time. You cannot go anywhere. Like you walk straight from the road, which maybe like if you need to like go around something, you can go around. Right. It, but basically, straight line from the road where you park to where you're climbing. Right. And you cannot. You have to pick basically pick out your tree from the map. So, if, so say if I pulled up to a spot before daylight, and I do this all the time, and I've killed so many deer. So I pull up on my spot, and I'm on the map, and I don't know if this place is thick, burnt, you know, wide open. Because these GPS yeah, maps, Google can maps be five, ten to, years old. Right. You know? So yeah. if I'm on a, so if it's early season, when I get on Google Maps, I use Hunt Stand. Um, the oaks to me, they're kind of like gray looking. They're lighter. It, yeah, they're a summer, little bit. In some pictures, you can tell. Yeah, and uh, I'm gonna target them, but I'm not gonna target them up on the hill. Not in our area, they're gonna have to be by the creek. And if they're up on the hill, I'm going to the creek and I'm gonna get in between them. Yeah, whether I can shoot them or not, I'll be in between them and the creek. But um, later in the season, if it's a big creek in there, I'm gonna try to find a finger off of it and get get in the middle of that where it 90s out. Um, and if it was rut, I would do I would do the same thing. Because that's one thing that a so, lot of people don't think about. And I've heard you say this, yeah, and I've seen it too. Deer eat acorns almost year round, even if they're not. I've dropping. seen them turkey season, 
you know, and they're probably rotten. And I've went in and sat on the ground and had deer just feed all around me. Exactly. Deer, that's, they, they may not key in on them like they do when they first drop. Right. But deer eat acorns year round. And I don't know what, what they're getting out of that, you know, that do. late in the season, but they do. Yeah. I've yeah. seen it happen multiple times. Like I was telling you, turkey season, there's a spot I bow hunt all the time and I seen deer. I gun hunted it. I didn't see any deer and, uh, went back in their turkey season cause I seen two long beards and, uh, I went there and sat down, and I, I seen like ten deer. I've never seen that many deer in the section deer hunting. And they were walking. And when through I went in there turkey season, I got it for a daylight. When it cracked daylight, deer come from everywhere, and that's why I was getting at like public land. First couple weekends, awesome, but after that, you're like, man, there's no deer. And from Facebook posts, I've seen people, you know, post like, oh, this management land sucks. There's no deer. There's, you know, we can't kill no deer in here. And I'm going up here, and I'm like, there's deer everywhere. Yeah, but the the pressure. It, it just it pushes them back in the creeks because our creeks are so thick. I mean, they're big. How would you? Uh, I, this just popped in my head. How would you tackle? Like, there's no creek in the area, like, but you're seeing good sign. Like, let's say you're you're driving down the road track in the road and you see a really nice. It's like before daylight. Really, if there's no creek, you just nope. wouldn't hunt it. I wouldn't hunt it. So what? What if, what, what if you got a tag? What if you got a tag or you got a spot and that's the only area that you can hunt? Like you cannot go anywhere. For example, else. an SOA in Alabama. If somebody if they gave you an yes. SOA, so that's different though. So that's different. So I w- I'm thinking, and I've only been on one of these hunts. So if I got drawn for a unit, it's hypothetical. Right, but, right. Yeah. I got drawn for a unit, and this is my section. I'm thinking, all right, it's not public land that everybody has access to. You know, like it hasn't been That's hunted true. hard all You're year. You're thinking you got screwed a little bit. But well, no, <laughs> I'm thinking like this place isn't pressured. The deer, you know, maybe there's a they're thick not going to act like it. they are. Right, you yeah. go somewhere around here, public land that people are hunting Monday through Sunday, oh, and you go hunt hunting. a section that doesn't have a thicket or and creek, and it's just ponds and gallberries. They're there's running probably dogs not be a deer around. in it. That's yeah. going to probably be just like a, you know, a passing through section early in the so in. And I might hunt it in the morning, so, so get back at your point. Say so if there's a field yeah. or private property and there's a lot of sign, like you were saying, I'd get in there early if the wind was you know, blowing in my favor for whatever I was doing, and I would set up where yeah. all that sign is, but I would set way back. So let, let's say this, though. like, Let's say you wake up like 4 a.m. It's before the rut. Or let, let's say you get to the woods so at like rut, 4 a.m. So, well, let, let, rut's so different. It is different. I, I will say. I that. would hunt it more rut, but well, I would only hunt it. I would never hunt it in the afternoons. Pre-rut, like right before the rut's supposed to really kick off, early January around here, and you you don't have any good leads. You maybe you've killed two bucks. You're looking to fill your last tag, and you're like I say, on your way to the woods, thunderstorm, absolute thunderstorm, <laughs> and you're driving through a section that. As soon as you get to the woods, it stops. It stops right. raining completely. You're driving through a section on dirt road that you've never really walked out in because nothing looks good. And you, like you say, you don't have any leads, really. Pre-rut, you see a huge set of buck tracks that doesn't look like it's a South Alabama deer. Right. Crossing the road, and you know it happened the last 45 minutes or an hour before daylight. Right. You know it happened then. What's your next step then? Would you go in there after or... Let's say you had to go in there after it. What would you do? And there's no creek around. No. You just would I keep would going? I would think he would just keep going. He'd I, just keep I going. mean, I wouldn't do it. I would think I was wasting my time. Yeah. What would you do if you if you did see I that? I would come back later and check it out. Like, if I seen good tracks going in there, I'd walk in there, 
you know, see if there's rubs or scrapes or see if there's like some random thicket somewhere. Right. See if there's something that makes me want to hunt it. Like yeah. good deer sign. But if I just seen a good set of tracks crossing the road, I wouldn't waste my time. Cause I, the only reason I ask that is cause there's one guy that up in granted it's different area, but what, one of his biggest strategies is what is driving down the road in at daylight after so, a thunderstorm. Yes. So right now, early season, the deer are, they're they're not pushed back so i was telling you a couple weeks ago my strategy right now i go to the woods all the time and i track roads yeah and i'm marking on hunt stand and i'll go up there and scout them sections i'll put out cameras and i'll hunt by the roads you know and you know by thanksgiving i'm not doing that everything's changed because everybody's track or everybody's up there hunting they're seeing the same tracks you've seen so they're hunting there now so i'll start making moves yeah but no that's i mean that's one of the best things to do if it's if it's something you can do close to your house, you know, an hour drive. But, like, if you're going out of town for hunt, obviously you can't do something like that. Yeah. But, which, honestly, like, if you go out of town on a hunt, which I've never really been on many out-of-town hunts, but, like, if you're going to four states over to a chunk of public, it's not a bad idea. Let's say it's you, a get good in, start. you get in. You know at, there's deer there. If there's tracks, there's deer. Yeah, you get in there at dark and set up your camp, and then you, you're like, well, we got three hours before I usually go to bed. Let's just go drive around these roads. Right. Granted, you may see a good buck cross the road. You mark that, figure out where he was coming from. You and see it, good you know, tracks cross. Yeah. Or you see like a collection, like there's a big saddle in the road and you just see a bunch of tracks and that's, running that's another way I've killed a ton of my bucks. You know, you get off the beaten path of your main roads and you find your little roads and you're not necessarily looking for tracks. You know, most people might be looking at tracks, but if you, you know, in the woods enough, you can look out through the woods and see the trails, but maybe no tracks. And yeah. You know, you, you see Especially, that trail, and you walk out there, and you start scouting, and you find your sign, and, yeah. well, all right, they're here. I mean, the sign doesn't lie. You know, if there's sign, there's deer. Yeah. Well, but never I hunt do. something. Because I don't – you hear a lot of guys, or not guys, people in general, they're, oh, yeah, it's a pretty spot, you know, but pretty doesn't mean there's deer. No. And while we're kind of on the topic of tracks, I know you killed a deer last year basically just looking at tracks and setting up. That's what you told us. Which it one? Was, it was in the WMA that you don't normally hunt. Yes. And so what you told us, which I want you to elaborate a little bit if you don't mind. So, you don't have to say where, but yeah, so, what you told us was you walked in the woods, did some scouting, found I'll tell some you, decent so sign. I'll, so I was going after work. I'd get off work at 4 o'clock. Yeah. You know, it got dark at what, 5.36? So yeah, it was rut. Thank it? day four I killed a deer. It was rut. Yeah. Day four I killed a deer. So got off at 3.30, 4 o'clock, had an hour to scout. This place is you know, driving distance. I'd run over there. I'd track roads day one. I tracked road days two or tracked roads day two and um seen a couple of deer. But it's it's rock roads. Yeah. And it's a lot harder to day track on gravel. Three I eased out in the woods with my tree stand and my bow. I've never been over there in my life and uh never even been to this management but these four days and uh I walked out there, found a bunch of sign, I climbed up and a buck come running a doe. Well, my sight got caught on a limb when I drew back and shot at the buck it was like dialed down to 90 so as soon as i shot my arrow was like you know way up here so so i went back the next day and uh i've been looking at a spot on google maps it's really thick pines and then they thin out and there's an oak point that comes out and the wind was perfect i was like i'm gonna walk out there didn't even know if there's a tree gonna be big enough for me to climb and the tree i got in was well I, y'all might have seen it, a little bitty so yeah. i walked out there and got up and uh i was talking on the phone four o'clock really windy day and uh there's big scrape fresh hit tracks everywhere 
and uh, I hit the can three times on my grunt call. And when I put my grunt call down, a rack buck came running in out of the, the transition where it went from just like you couldn't walk out there to thick yeah. ponds behind me and uh, 40 yards. And that just so like. And I tried to video it. I'm still a rookie. But, <laughs> Smoked. Yeah. Smoked. My, my camera. So I was in a little pond and it was real limmy. And when I swung my camera around, I'd have to swing it all the way back around and I had to shoot this way. Yeah. And I'm saying this place is so thick. He he was in a hole, and I, yeah. I didn't have time. If he'd have took five steps, I don't know if I'd ever got another shot. Exactly. And this WMA, just so you guys know, it's I believe statistically it might be one of the top like three hardest WMAs yeah. to kill. Everybody, I said it's hard. There's no deer. Like yeah, and uh, but like and that was that's probably you only like legit hunted there for four days. And well, two is, days I just drove around after work, like exactly trying to figure out if I want to hunt this place because exactly. it, it's so thick. It's it, it, you don't want to hunt it. Yeah, and I, like I was saying, I I think just looking at Facebook posts and stuff, I believe that might be the second biggest deer I've ever seen killed off of there, and then the third is way smaller. <laughs> so I heard last year that they shot a giant on a gun hunt. I I think I saw a picture of it yeah. out there. I think it's, I saw, and it does have big deer, but it's just so thick. It's, and that's one. When are you going to get the shot? Yeah, that's one thing about the South is like a lot of people talk about whatever the limiting factor is. Out here, they got plenty of food and they got plenty they of do. cover. That's another thing. Like we have a lot of deer, but there's there's no shortage of food. Yeah, I feel like I've been talking about talking a lot. What do you want to ask about, Kate? No, you go ahead. I'm enjoying <laughs> this. I'm learning. <laughs> I'm learning too. I, I'm, I'm already just, putting. I mean, I'm, I'm just already, chilling. I'm already trying to target bucks for this year. Yeah, yeah. You've got one. We don't have to get into it too much, but you no, got. Yeah, I put, know you got one. That, put oh, put cameras out. What three weeks ago? Fine. Mm. Yeah, I I got lucky and uh, he's bigger I, than anything I, I've I, got on my lease. Yeah, so I got lucky and a ten point already showed up. Public lane, and it's uh, that's not in the same spot that the ten point last year was in, wasn't? It? No, but when I find, I hope I find him. Cause, dude, if you find that deer again, he might be the biggest buck ever dude, killed around here. Dude, I mean, that he, might be a WMA record. I, I, like legit, he might be. Like, if, so if he grow, if he grew at a, a typical rate from what he was last year, you're talking like 145, 150. I'm thinking 150. He's yeah. gonna be over 140 if he grows like. And I think we'd have heard about him if he got killed. Oh, 100 percent. he's a top buck. Like even if somebody's paper. grandpa shot him, we'd even have heard if, about it. Even if some if somebody shot it with a spotlight, right? Yeah. Somebody's gonna. It's gonna get that. That we, is my target the, buck. I've been the, after this deer three years now. I've had him on camera three years in a row. The thing yeah. is, is us three have enough ears to the ground in that area. Right. Like if somebody killed a 140, 150 out there. Like Which we, last we year, would hear he? about it, he whether like it was. I think he was. I think he was bumping one forty last year. Probably he was at least mid one thirties. I'd yeah. say, and I like we saw pictures of him. This is like bow season in velvet. We got pictures of him growing in velvet that yeah. we saw, and then uh, but you granted, I don't even know where it's at, and I don't. I don't want to know where. There's it's like at, three I, people that I've. Sh- that's I don't honest. know where is that. I, know, I, I, don't I, know I turned my location off. I know I bounced where is that. <laughs> I turned my location off on my phone but when I go home. I know that, uh, I mean, I know. But I just assume, see, you kill it, and I will Oh, yeah, myself. for sure. I was like, you, I don't care. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's like that deer, watching him grow, like, through velvet, which we didn't get to see much of that, but then, like, seeing him in velvet, seeing him sh- first shed the velvet, and then watching him, 
Didn't he disappear for a while and then show back up and he, run? He did. He disappeared for maybe two and a half, three months, and I got him January 11th one time, twice. And, and in January 11th, he looked as big as he did. It's the biggest deer <laughs> I've ever put my eyes on. It, I mean, it's a in huge In the daylight, I could have killed him, but I wasn't there. Mm. So that's why I'm leaning to getting a couple cell cameras this year. Just to, so, so last year, I could have killed him. He come by my, my camera five times that week. Yeah. And uh, this was when he was a, a big eight. And um, if I'd have had a cell camera and seen him come by three times, you know, I'd have been like, hey, boss man. <laughs> Shoot a cell camera through twice. I, was like, I don't care if you fire me. I'm going right. to kill this dude. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and, then, and then last year, I could have killed him while he was a giant 10, but I was in Missouri. Yeah. Um, dude, he allowed to be a six by six this year. I'm gonna shoot the ten. Or he's gonna be now. a he's gonna be so, a heck of and that, five by and that five put me two. in the situation last year too, where I was I have never been a pass the buck up kind of guy. You know, I shot what was gave to me. Yeah. But I mean, last year I passed eight point up for the first time. Yeah, yeah. I was. Pr- I remember you telling me that. I was like, we were I'm both proud. It. Like I'm proud. Yeah. I was like, holy crap, you passed that an eight point. Because I only had two tags left, or no, was, one tag left. And it was like, also out like, of all the people that sit, sitting at this table, I'm the one that passes the most deer. Yeah, I, I shot a four <laughs> point last year in Florida. Like I missed, and I brought it to his year. camp where they shoot big bucks. Like yeah. I missed a spike last year. Yeah. Granted, it was the hardest public land I've ever right. stepped foot on. And it just depends where I'm hunting. Like I'm hunting Florida, and it's a decent buck I'm going to shoot. If I'm hunting Alabama, I'm going to be pickier because I'm only allowed yeah. three. Well, I like that Florida late muzzleloader. If I see a, a, a spike cow horn that's got 11 inches of antler on one side, right. he's down. Well, just because I've had so much struggle and the same, out there. So, and the same thing goes back to Florida. I said if it's something small, I'd shoot it. But if I shoot my two does and I'm only allowed three deer, I am i don't want to tag out and hunt and be over with. So yeah. I'm going to hold out for, you know, I decent rack club. books. Yeah. Well, you can, you, yeah, you I'll, can I'll do get there it one in day. Florida. I'll get there. If you hunt hard. I'll get there one day in Alabama. Yeah. I've so this is my third year hunting Alabama this upcoming season. I've tagged out both years with good bucks. Yeah. That's like I, I could tag out every year if I wanted right. to. I just I've never done it just because I I'll kill I'll kill a typically now last year was off, but typically I'll kill a solid buck and then I'll hold out for something bigger. And then if I kill that, then I'll try to hold out for something bigger. Well, killing three deer a year is not a problem. Three that, bucks a year—that's it. Uh, three bucks a year is relatively easy. It's yeah. doable. Yeah, yeah but uh, last year, it's three just good bucks. Three good bucks is right. the hard problem. Last year was a weird year for me because normally I see a whole heck of a lot more deer in general and bucks in bow season and just early season in general, and then I have the worst rut luck. But last year, I, love I had. Man. I had five opportunities at Bucks during the rut. Yeah. And if I would have if I would have known that my sight got knocked off on one and if I would have not one got the rain. In, yeah. And if I would have not gotten impatient like the next weekend or whatever, I would have killed the biggest deer I've ever seen on my lease. Right. So so what? But what? like either way, like I don't know what I'm trying to get at. I'm just saying that like last year was a he, weird year for me. He also has a problem because you know he's usually out of the stand in the morning at like eight thirty. I am too sometimes. Uh, Wait, I get but in the rut, in the rut, dude. But I, I've learned to sit longer. Like I, so like this year when I killed, or, I'm I, sitting to at least. Well, 10. this year when I killed that big eight that I brought to your camp, it was yeah. after nine. 
yeah but i'm like that nine to ten o'clock is a magic freaking hour now that but if see, you, that's if you don't see a deer for within forty five minutes after daylight, right? You you might as well take a nap to about nine o'clock. I'm big on I'm big on using the feed times to hunt sand like I that stuff. Too, but. but I mean, back in the day, that was cutting into my scouting time. Yeah. So here's one thing: what Where's time the- what time of day have you killed the most folks? If you had to guess. Like if mornings, seventy five percent of the deer of the bucks you've killed have been early because I used to get down at eight o'clock. So like, so yeah. it cracked within, daylight within an by hour. seven thirty. I had one rolled up, and I was about an hour after daylight. Right. What about what about the what you would consider a big buck, like three and a half rolled roughly? Um, about even. So I shot my biggest buck I've ever killed in Florida. I shot him about eight o'clock in the morning. Shot a big nine cracking daylight and then i've shot a couple big books right at dark grunting them in though yeah when bachelor groups both season we need um, to do a whole podcast about or at least i want so if i go to my tree stand and i'm walking in and i'm there and i don't have my grunt call i'm going back to my truck i feel like we could elaborate on that a lot more later we've been talking I, we, for a we while, gonna do we we gonna get back in and, and it's not necessarily more. i might blow on grunt for two months and not have nothing come in but we're gonna you know that third month revisit this for sure you don't have you, you can don't we, give it away now we're gonna talk about this will be a teaser for we, the next time kurt manning comes on the podcast. whether whether it, whether it's a not just next time whether it's a hunting camp podcast or we're back right. in here it's, either way we, i just feel gonna, naked without it you know it's like yeah I mean, I keep one. I I keep one in my pack. I gotta buy a new one. My last, my one broke this year. I really like. So if you make grunt calls, send me one. (laughs) I'll advertise it for you. Hey, Zach New's selling them now with the Native Sense logo. We need to contact him. We need to try one out. I need a new grunt call. I could be wrong. I'm not telling y'all what I use. What's it's a secret? Mm -hmm. Goodness. So what's that? You'll um, tell us off camera though. We'll, yeah, it's a right, we'll do. We'll what, work with what's that. that company that uh, was set up next to them? I don't Native remember. Cent- it was like covert calls or something like that. Covert calls. There's a lot of calls. Well, it's a, it's a call. That's company. what I just ordered. I'm gonna try out. So there's a call company that I, that's friends with Zach New and and like his crew, and I believe they're that's who's making his grunt calls with the Native Sense logo. Cause I saw it on Facebook the other day. Yeah, but I don't know if that was limited run or. I what. don't know. We need but, to contact him and get us a couple. So we're getting we're getting about that time. Yeah. So do you have uh, for for counting the relation of what we've been talking about? Do you, I got I got at least I might have two. I got at least one question I got to ask him. The I, I asked a lot of but questions. I, Go ahead. No, but like. Do you have anything else that you want to cover that's related to what we've been talking about? Because I'm about to get into typical stuff for just a second. Hmm. No, go ahead. I I've want been you to think about hard about it. Oh. Hmm. Zach wants to go with me scouting. I do want to. I do want to. We don't have to take camera. I leave my phone in my truck. I don't care about that. I just want to. He'll, he'll, walk he'll ride blind. We'll go to a new area that he'll, I've never been. He'll See, ride blindfolded from spot to spot. But I mean, I'd the rather is, go. I'd rather is, go into somewhere new. I don't want to go somewhere that I've been. And I'm exactly. Like, oh, here's the. You know, I want to go actually find something new. That's what I want to go in. That shouldn't and, be hard. I want to go in and see Google Maps, man. Two thousand acres. Just what I really want to do is like just walk through an area or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I want to walk through an area. And 
lay my eyes on what you're seeing that leads you and you'd be like i wouldn't hunt that you know or i'd either be like that or i'd be like oh my gosh this makes so much sense how come i haven't seen this before right because like that's one thing i feel like you're maybe it's just experience but you're you're probably seeing something i'm not seeing or just because we have very similar styles we look for the same things i just don't have the same success and i feel like there's something there that i'm missing and I feel like if I could walk through you in a couple of I can areas, tell you early season, oaks, rubs and scrapes, you'll kill. That's so I need to you figure find out. the bachelor groups, there's those there. So while we're on this, this will be my last question. Like, other than just oaks and near a creek, what is something else that seems like a common factor where you're finding these? Like, is it is it Definitely, definitely fields. So Agriculture. Is it that? And is it going to be... Is it typically like more than 300 yards off road or is it typically just like a hard spot to get to you? So, or like, what is the thing? When I'm hunting a food store, so it all depends. Like you pull up on a management area, you got a field and you got corn. Yeah. I, I get far from it because everybody that hunts is like, oh, cornfield and they're yeah. set up on it. And you, you see it happen all the time. So I got a spot that I've killed, I don't know, nine or 10 bucks out of the same tree. I get six, 700 yards from it right on the creek and i catch everything coming back you know getting through all that pressure and stuff or you know some of them's come running in you know getting getting away from the people but and it's a good idea maybe early season to set your cameras up see what's there and maybe come back during rut once that corn's gone or you know your peanuts but that when you when you're driving through public land and you see cornfield and peanut fields everybody sees that yeah and it's just going to get the pressure unless you can jump on it before everybody so I guess the biggest thing you're looking for is for tell me if I'm wrong. You're looking for a spot that has what you're looking for and also like the least amount of human right. sign. And there's always gonna be that somewhere. You just gotta Yeah. You gotta get out and look. Because there's so much public land. Yeah. Or, you know, you might be driving down the road and the spot looks thick, but once you break through that thick it's it's wide open and what you yeah. want. So here like there's been a couple of spots that I've found that like on a map it looks perfect. I go out there. There's no human sign. I don't see any of the reflectors. Like, I go in there during deer season. I don't see any boot tracks. There's no human sign. Doesn't look like there's any pressure. And I go up and I find a, a little bit of sign. Like, maybe it's rubs. Maybe it's whatever next to oaks, next to a creek. I go out there and hunt it. Don't see anything. And the wind's perfect. Would it, would it just be like that's not the and it spot? It could be the feed times. It could be where the deer are coming or going from. You know, yeah. like the layout of land, what's around you. Yeah. Um, the best thing you can do if you go to a spot and just find deer poop everywhere. Yeah, that's. Like, you, I'll, you, I can definitely agree with that because there's been some spots where I've you just, just know found, they're there. You're like, yeah. you know, they're here. Like, and especially like if you walk into an, it's one thing to walk into a thicket and it smell like a like a stable horse stable. Right. But it's a totally different thing. If you walk into an oak patch and it smells like that, you know you're in them. Yeah. For sure. Because that's o- not, that's not common. The, oaks are the key bucks either. Yeah. But even even a lot of times, you'll even find them raining right. acorns, and you'll walk in there and not find a lot of sign. Sometimes. I've had that happen to me a good bit. Yeah, you can. Um, and it might just be the layout of the ground. Maybe you're not seeing the sign, you know? like Or maybe it's like a late night spot, and I'm just... Yeah, it could Something be from like where that. they're coming from. Yeah. Um, like I said, I, I, I stay away from open. I don't yeah. like it. If it's not if it's not thick, I don't want it. I'm done. So I'm done now. <laughs> I got two questions before we end this podcast. 
What's your dream hunt? Mm, that's a good one. Um, I want to go shoot a caribou with my bow. I'm right there with you. See, great minds think alike. We talked about it. We even got a podcast name got caribou in it just because of me. I'll probably do <laughs> an elk in the next two years. Yeah. That 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 could. But, I feel like I'll do that more than once, and I feel like I'll do a mule deer more than once, and I feel like I do like speed goat more than once. So, I don't caribou's there. Caribou's there because I'd probably do that once. It's expensive. It's far. Yeah, um, it's awesome. Yeah, and I don't. I don't know. I don't know what. That would be one of them. Everything else, I think's in range for me to do multiple, multiple times. That's kind of where I'm Other at. than I would moves. love to go on a drawn hunt where you can go shoot a giant bull uh, elk or something, yeah. you know, that like over the like, counter public land. I can, you can go shoot decent ones, but I'd like to go somewhere where you can shoot like an absolute giant, like a four hundred inch bull. Here's, yeah, whatever that yeah, is. I don't know one, the measurements on bulls. One thing about like I want to shoot a large three fifty staple. One yeah. one thing about like the draw units that I like, I've been watching a lot of elk videos recently. Got a lot of free time at college. Yeah, been watching Must a be nice. ton of born and raised and like all these other folks hushing these high dollar or these hard to draw tags that take five plus years to draw. Those ones, it's Is not even. Go? It's not even about the size of the bulls, dude. You don't. There's experiences you have out there. Where there's yeah. 17 bulls in 100 so, yards screaming at you. Going back to oh his question, God. I would love to pack. So a dream hunt was a couple buddies. I'd love to backpack in somewhere and stay on a mountain and, you know, go hunt, come back, do yeah. the camping thing, and, you know, just do that experience. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But I would want to go do it on something like that. Yeah. Or Alaska. Well, that that's definitely one of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, would, I would. I don't want to go do the camping in Alaska on a, in a... In a if yeah, I, I would Alaska, like, I would like to have somewhere I could go sleep beside a fire yeah. in Alaska. If I go to Alaska, I'm taking a a float plane or a bush plane like ten thousand miles into the middle of nowhere. I'm taking a heck of a sleeping bag. Oh well, yeah. Like, do you, so do you? I, I mean, I'm not familiar. I haven't done my research, but do you even have to fly anywhere when you get to Alaska to shoot? You don't a have to. No, there's a lot of opportunities. That's one thing. Right. Well, they're it cuts a nuisance, the price. Aren't they? No. But yeah, they're a nuisance. There are a nuisance there. They're a nuisance. In Depends life. on where you're at and I mean, what herd my, you're at. Yeah. But they're, so if you I, go I'm on not a, very picky up if you go herd. On, I want to go where there's plentiful. If it's a nuisance, I'll shoot two of them. I'll choose exactly. you got. So there's uh, the thing is, if you take a bush plane. Yeah, but then you got to wait a whole day before thing. you hunt. That and it tacks on. It basically doubles the price of the hunt. Oh yeah, I would love to if do, you do that a if road I was system hunt. If you I, can go to public land, you can park on the side of the road and walk in, and you might have to walk a hundred yards before you start seeing caribou. You might have to walk four miles before you see a caribou. But I do the four in there, miles if it saves money. Exactly, well, that's what I'm saying. Like you can park on the side of the road, and there's road system hunts, yeah. and you don't have to pay the five thousand extra dollars to fly a plane into a. I think fly. it was your idea to fly. Yeah, it I was. Know. Yeah. For sure, like if I if I I'm could, walking the four miles. I'm not I'm not gonna up. I'm not gonna pay the extra money to fly in to places like that in Alaska unless I'm hunting uh, a moose, a moose or a grizzly. See, I don't oh, care what I'm hunting. Uh, if I, I can get, I want to go to a place that no person has seen. I, I really would like to have a hundred thousand dollars go to Alaska and shoot everything they freaking got to yeah. offer. 
Yeah, that's well, it's only goals. Like, that's I would, goals. If I had that, I'd go to Africa. Nah, that's I'd easy. That's high fence hunting anyway. I'd, I'd probably. No, no. It's oh, free, yeah. a lot of free range, though. And that's like, what they like say. 80% is like high fenced. fenced. More, uh, way more than they tell Africa. you is high fence and you're hunting over a feeder. Yeah. No. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of free range over there in yeah. certain places. That's what Very they tell little. you. That's where I would But go. anyway, so getting off that, <laughs> because that's a whole that's another a, subject. Whole I'm subject. clueless on the aspect. So, I'm just saying. All right. So me and Zach did a, talked about this in one of our past podcasts, and we decided that this is going to be a question that we asked everybody is ridiculous it may seem. Oh, I forgot about this. If I just you can, it. if if you could name three animals that you would love to hunt, extinct or alive today, what would they be? That you know of, they can be dead. They can have been dead for millions of years. What's three animals you'd like to hunt? Extinct. Extinct or not. That I haven't shot. That you have not shot. It, I'll give you my example. I mean, I guess if you wanted to shoot a white-tailed deer out of the top three, that's okay. No, but, shot, uh, so it's like extinct my... or not. Like, I'm talking about, like, one of mine was one of mine was a velociraptor. And one of mine was, like, the, I think. A saber-toothed tiger is one I think of I them. said, like, woolly mammoth and the step bison have. It's a bison that grows way big and has six-foot-wide antlers. And one of mine was horns. that Irish deer that's, oh. like, I want to go shoot a red stag, the giant yeah. things in where they New Zealand, New Zealand. I'd love okay. to go shoot one of them. So there's one, um, and they're alive today. So you can do that, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna name stuff that I want to shoot. I don't. I mean, if it's instinct, right. I ain't getting the chance. I I want to go shoot but a zebra. Like, I'd love I mean, to shoot could, a zebra you, just for the carpet. But if yeah. you can, but bring I want to shoot it. I want to go buy a carpet. Yeah, um, so but too. if you can bring an animal alive th- today, the third one has. To I'd be want to shoot extinct. the biggest. The one third, they had. the third one has to be. Well, I'd shoot the biggest dinosaur they had. So like, like a T Rex, <laughs> right behind his little horse. Uh, Barachiosaurus. No, I don't want to shoot that. Like a like uh, a dinosaur predator. cow. Yeah, I want to shoot the biggest predator. <laughs> I don't know if T Rex was that, but they're pretty large. They were big, yeah. definitely giant. Yeah. yeah. So that that was definitely him. I'd shoot him. And then going back to a dream hunt, I I would love to go up in the mountains to shoot some goat type thing. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And a challenge. I like challenges. That's one yeah. thing. I, ain't never I want to go shoot something that it's. It's gonna be tough. Yeah, or I can stretch it out. That's what I'm working one thing. On. Like the the thing is like going just real quick going back to Alaska. If I was gonna talk about the challenge or whatever, you'd need a forty yard pin. Yes, but <laughs> forty yard pin. <laughs> if I was going to Alaska and I was doing a float like a, a legit plane trip, I'd go into an area where I know I'm gonna spend like fifteen sixteen days. If I'm going up for a week hunt, and I ain't spending the extra five grand, but if I'm spending two, two over two weeks hunting, definitely find a plane into a spot that nobody's seen in twenty years. I want to do one of those full like, uh, dang, what are them brothers? What's the ca- drop project? No, it dropped is that, it? that. I would love. They dropped and they like float yeah, back. It's a, what is it Kiefer brothers? I don't know. I've, it start with it starts with a K. I, I Kiefer or Kiefer, it's something like that, but it's called pro, uh, it's called dropped. 
Yeah, dropped Project, Project Alaska. Alaska. I've watched that show. I would yet. freaking love to do that with. I it's would. A full I, on I would. Yeah. I would want a couple people that I trusted with my life to be with me. I don't know about you. I I go with you. So what do you do? <laughs> like, what's they the drop you in Alaska for thirty days. You have like with a limited, you back limit very limited. So you got your clothes. You got your clothes. Right. You got your clothes. A tent and a gun and a, and a lighter and a gun. Oh, we'd make it. Oh uh, right. yeah. You go but, there. You got like, which they they get. They probably got like six tags for different animals. Like a tag. For like, like you, yeah, you got you, you got to play by the rules. You can Same catch rules. salmon in salmon or trout so or something I, in the creek. You and can that's go, what I would do on my caribou trip too. Get a couple different tags. Yeah. I would no. I would get fishing. Oh, that. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were gonna say get like a just an extra. No, I just want to shoot the caribou. That might be the only way to ever get me to throw a fly rod. Yeah, I do it on spinner reel. <laughs> it don't matter. I. I I don't know. I'm not a big. F- don't tell anybody this, but I'm not a big fan of trout. It don't what about speckled trout? Speckled trout, yes. It's trout. I'm talking about they're not a trout. They're a drum, but whatever. Speckled trout, whatever. They're, anyway, they're in the drum species, but whatever. Is there anything that either one of y'all would like to add to this podcast for a call? Because we subscribe are, to Twenty Five Eyes. We are deep in it. We yeah, deep. I gotta go to bed. I'm gonna go put cameras out tomorrow. Yeah, I'm gonna go check some tomorrow. Well, I'm going to check them in and put them out. Yeah. Might all link up and do scouting. Go to a new area. We got to watch an Alabama game tomorrow. I ain't too worried about it. Uh, you got, it's Labor Day weekend it's coming season, up. You got dude. Monday to do scouting. It's, it's you got holiday Monday. And, Whatever. And, but, um, Are you off Monday? Yeah. Yeah. So you good. Yeah. But I guess we're going to get close to calling this one a wrap. Um, Again, I would really like for y'all to check out Threads Custom Bowstrings. Available on Facebook or their website, ThreadsCustomBowstrings.com. And then Native Sense at NativeSenseLLC.com. Check them out. And our personal merchandise website below. And I would really like to appreciate and thank y'all for thanks, joining Kurt. us and thank you i'll be around Mr. a little kurt, more covid kurt for coming COVID and joining us and you will see him again and you will see him i'll have some videos you will see him in plenty of videos in the future i was sure a rookie last year so as long as they can figure out he's that camera yeah i'm still year. working on the camera um <laughs> he is the official third member 25 high i'm getting it figured out so and number one or number two depends on what day it is. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> but uh, might have a ten point open a weekend. I sure hope you do. I know. I've never, I've never shot a ten point. Like on one hand, you better get it on on camera. But on another hand, I one thousand percent understand if you don't. Right. <laughs> I've never. You know, I've never killed a ten point either. Anyway. I've killed a ton so, of eights. And every deer, I can't tell you how many eight points I killed. But so I almost never every deer I shot point. last year, I had on camera. I just had the mishaps. Like yeah. the SD card was full. The tree was in the way. But I mean, I I have footage of everything I shot, except the big one. <laughs> So if you don't see him again on uh, like actual hunting videos, you need to comment down below and tell him to get his crap together, because I'm uh, trying. He 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 had plenty of opportunity last year, but it was learning. Every everybody I got can, a turkey. I can tell you one thing: before you ever judge anybody for not it, getting stuff on video, you hard. ought to take a camera into the woods and try to get it on. And video. he carried in every day until that. 
it's like it happens. It's like hunting twice. You got to get it on that camera, then you have to kill it. That's yeah. like that's like. But if by the time ninety nine percent of the time, if you get it on camera, you can kill it. And I get so shook <laughs> up. You know, you're trying to you're shook up. You're trying to get the camera on the deer. Then you got to stop it. And I got to range everything I shoot. So I got to range it. It's it's a lot. Yeah, it's a oh, lot. It's a lot. It's a process. But we're going to hit you back pretty soon with another podcast. I always remember the 25 High. We'll see you next time. Y'all have a good one.